0: This gospel that we just heard, that kind of encomendación, or that that kind of missioning of Jesus, where he tells those uh, disciples to go and take nothing for the journey, oftentimes gets interpreted in our times as, let go and let Jesus. Let go and don't worry, and let Jesus operate, let Jesus work, he'll see for everything. And that might be one way of looking at it, although saint ignatius of loyola had kind of a more nuanced way of looking at it It was do everything as if it depended on you and then let the holy spirit do the rest and i think that's one that perhaps more fitting in a way because we don't just let go and say well god you take care of everything i'm not going to do anything here and keep your hands tight no we have to do something god makes up for that what we can't do a lot of times we call that grace that grace that strength that we need that might be lacking from our own experience or our own ability, well, God gives us, he fills in that gap, what we call grace. But in this, and looking in the context of what he tells us, to take nothing for the journey, neither food nor money, or things that we would think are essential if you're going to go on a journey, is done in the context of a mission. The apostles just don't go out on their own and say, let me take a journey and let me take nothing and let God do the rest. No they are sent by jesus and with that power and authority over all the demons and the cure diseases within the context of a mission yes god will provide we call this divine providence probably something that loses has been lost in our spiritual vocabulary in in recent times divine providence providence comes from latin pro kind of for in favor of something and videre to see ahead, to see for something, to make provisions. Another word that comes from the same, uh, from, uh, from providence, to see ahead and make provisions for something. And the Lord, when he summons us to a mission, sees ahead. And that divine providence makes up for those things that we might not be able to handle on our own. When we enter into something in discernment, When it's something that is done in Christ, in our Lord, and we decide for it, it becomes like a mission. For God himself has expressed his favor, his agreement with the election. And so, yeah, we can take this gospel to heart, I think, in way of looking at discernment. That when we make that decision in God, not every decision is done in God. But when we do one of those decisions in God, we also rely on the divine providence to see ahead for what we can't make, what we can't see for. For many people, perhaps that divine providence enters in, in, in the day you start a family. You can't see ahead for everything, yet somehow you make provisions. In re- religious life and ordained life is the same thing. A lot of times I remember the students back there in school would ask me, it's like, Well, how do you know in the future? How do you know you're gonna be able to persevere? Are you gonna be faithful or nothing's gonna come up? And it's like, I don't know. But that faith in that providence gives me that grace that God will see ahead for whatever trials await, and he'll give me the strength to persevere. Many times I, I remember at least in, in my life experiences of of seeing or experiencing the divine providence. It was that time when I had gone backpacking after college that, uh, or after uh, high school. I didn't go right into college, but I took a year backpacking. It was really a pilgrimage is what it was, but I didn't tell people it was a pilgrimage. They wouldn't have understood it. But in that whole time, the four months that I was backpacking through Europe in 1995, just with a backpack, I just had the essentials on my back. I did have to take clothes with me. I had to take an extra a rucksack with me, and I took some money with me. Never in that whole time, and something that I guess you can't get away with now, I never made a reservation anywhere I went. I would just walk into the town not even knowing the language, not knowing anything. Doing something unthinkable today, which is going to a phone booth and pull out the yellow pages and start looking for a place to stay and doing cold calls. Unthinkable today because there are no more phone booths, and so you don't have no more yellow pages. But I would enter in these places kind of not knowing where I was going going on a hunch. Maybe I heard, oh, in this place you can go and there's a cheap place to stay, these travelers' hostels. And never once in four months did I find myself without a roof over my head. Never once did I find myself without a bed to sleep in. Sure, a couple of times I did sleep on the deck of a ship, but that was more out of choice. And I did spend a night in a train station, but again, that was from choice. I actually did have a place to stay. I just didn't go. But that, those four months, definitely for me, were providence. And even for other things that could not be foreseen, perhaps the greatest one, and it, it came to me right, right at the moment that it was happening, was uh, I had arrived in Denmark. This is before the Euro, so you had to change money every time you cross borders. And uh, when I got to Denmark, my, I, I had always budgeted exactly the amount of money I needed for each country. And I made a little private vow before I crossed the border. Whatever was left over, I gave away to the first poor person I saw. If it's a little, well, it's a little. If it's a lot, they won the lottery that day. They got a lot. And so when I crossed from Germany to Denmark, I gave away all my marks, or my German marks, and uh, I made it into Denmark, and my card, my ATM card, got demagnetized. And so it wouldn't work in the uh, machine. And I tried it once, I tried it twice, and the machine kept the, the card and was like, oh, oh i got nothing now. Don't have any dollars on me. I don't have any Deutschmarks on me. I have nothing on me right now. And it was a Sunday. And the next day was a holiday. And so uh, I was like, oh, oh I've I got a problem in here. I just entered a country and have no money. What am I to do? And so I was spending about a, an hour or so in the train station trying to figure out what's the next step. Thought, well, I could stay the night at the train station, but it wasn't the nicest place to be. I uh, said, "Well, I, I've got no choice. I'm just going to have to rely on the kindness of strangers." So I made my way. I said, "I'm going to make my way out to the hostel. I'll just offer my camera or my passport as a guarantee, knowing that when I could call home, I'm sure they can FedEx. You can figure out a card, and you know, I definitely will be able to pay them back or or something." But you know, I had to get past the holiday. Well, I decided I was going to make it out to the hostel as a ways out. I had to take a bus and a a subway train. I didn't have any money to get on the trains, either. And so uh, I did what I saw so many people do throughout my travels. They jumped the turnstile. Some people were really deft at it, doing really quickly. They can jump the turnstile and go in. And I didn't see anyone really checking on the trains for if you had tickets. And so, kind of looking around, making sure nobody was seeing me, to see if there were any cameras around. I had a heavy backpack, too. I said, like, well, am i am going to do this? I, I can't really get my leg over this thing. I stopped and I considered and took the bag and kind of shoved it underneath. I was like, okay, now, now how do I jump this in one way? You know, I'm going to get tangled. It's, I haven't really done I have never tried to jump the turnstile before. And I suppose somebody was watching me at that moment. And uh, as I'm again trying to get over this thing, I remember this young girl comes behind me and goes, Excuse me, uh, do you need money for the, for the train? And I'm like, Yeah. And I felt so ashamed of that moment. And I got caught. She said, I'll take care of it. It's OK. Where are you going? And I was like, Well, I'm going to go to this place. And so like, oh, go ahead. And she put her token in and got me through. And then I said, well, yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to make it here. My thing got just magnetized. I have no money. And she's like, oh, I don't think it'll be a problem. And she gave me a bus ticket on top of it. This will get you to where you're going. Wow. That's providence, I realized. Right at the moment when I was going to try to probably, you know, evade the fare, That somehow someone was inspired to help a stranger out. I make it also to the hostel, and again, I say, look, I got a problem. My card is the demag- I lost the card. Here, hold on to my passport if you want. Here's the camera. This is the most valuable thing I have. You can hold it as a guarantee. I will be able to pay you back as soon as the holidays over and I'm sure we figured something out. And they're like, that's OK. We trust you. You pay us back when you can. Wow. Second moment of providence. I got a bed, and I've got now a roof over my head. And so I thought, well, at least I've got that. I've gone a day or two without eating before. It's not going to kill me. I guess I'm going to have to do one today. Because, again, I had no money. And now I shouldn't leave anywhere because I couldn't get around anywhere. And I wouldn't be able to buy any food anywhere. Third moment of divine providence. All these different hostels had a common kitchen. And I walked in. And sometimes people leave stuff behind. But a lot of times they didn't. And so I just, eh, let me see what's here. Maybe I find something I can scavenge there. Remember there was a group of people from San Francisco and they were talking about, oh, we're leaving back to San Francisco tomorrow. Uh, we've got all these cup of noodles. These, these the ramen noodles, the, you know, the boxes you buy at Costco that are like, you know, the jumbo thing. And we guys, I'm not gonna take that back with me. Just leave it there. And I kind of hear that my head turn and they look at me and it's like, you want this? And I go, yeah, you guys don't want it. He's like, here, and they gave me the entire twenty-four pack right there. I'd never had cup noodles until then, and they said, all you got to do is add water, and that's it. Wow, I discovered a cup of noodles after that, <laughs> and I had my fill. I had twenty-four the packets of cup of noodles that certainly saw food in a moment when I thought I was going to go without it. That trip again was a pilgrimage perhaps only known to me and my lord but in a way i do experience that kind of mandating there take nothing for the journey don't worry because the lord will provide if it's of god it will be of god and god will see it through so be it also when we realize when we come in our moments of trial or uncertainty in our vocations or in what we've chosen in the name of the lord in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit